Money FM 89.3, the best of your money. Money and me on your money, only on Money FM 89.3. So, you want to be a star but don't know where to start, or perhaps you're an investor looking to invest in the music and entertainment scene here in Asia but don't know where to look at. And maybe have you been always wondering about, you know, where artists are discovered and managed, what's the process involved and what goes behind the making of um, these stars here in Asia as well. Now, as the spotlight shifts towards the next generation of music talents, Matt Mofo, a recent merger between two leading independent music management companies, Mofo Music and I Am Mad, is committed to discovering, nurturing and propelling artists to stardom. My next guest is an award-winning multi-platinum selling music producer, songwriter, mix engineer and artist manager. Wow, that's quite a mouthful. Who has worked with some of the biggest names in music from the US, UK and Europe. And he's here to join us today to tell us more about the music scene in Asia. Good morning, Kelvin. How are you doing so far? Good morning, Dan. I'm very well. Thank you very much. All right. It's uh, such a pleasure to have you here with us on the show. Now, before we start, um, before we start discussing all about the music here in Asia, can you maybe tell us a little bit more about yourself and uh, how how did you get into the music scene? Um, I actually grew up here in Hong Kong as a young man uh, many moons ago, and I ended up um, always having a passion for music. But I grew up in a family that I would say was not very musically inclined. Is mm. the so I was a bit of the the black sheep in the family. Ah. Definitely more my my family were more academic than me, um, and it was a passion that I grew out of, and it kind of just wanted to make music, write songs. Um, I took that passion with me over to the UK, studied music, and then went to the US, further studied music, um, and then started working in the business in the UK mainly, uh, the music business as a music producer, and um, managed to make my name there uh, over many trials and tribulations. And then um, eventually, sort of 2009, after I got married and had my first child, I decided to move back to Asia. Uh, Asia always feels home for me. Mm. I grew up here. I love it here. And so I thought my natural home to sort of see what I could do with music in Asia. Uh, And I kind kind of got quite excited to come back and do that. Fantastic. Thank you so much for that. And I understand that you're also the co-founder of Mournful Music. Maybe you could share with us how it came about. Yeah, so um, that came about really. So when I moved back to Hong Kong, um, after my experiences in sort of the US and, uh, and the UK, I, I felt there was a little bit of, a, bit of something missing where there was, a, there was a company that could look at Asian artists and say, well, look, you know, we don't have to look just at Asia. We can look at the rest of the world mm. and uh, have a more internationally minded uh, company where the talent in Asia is huge. And when I came here, it, it, I was shocked at just how many talented people there were, but we weren't seeing them in the West. And so it, kept, it kind of became my mission to to bring those artists to attention. I thought that they definitely they need to be a spotlight, not just in Asia, but for the rest of the world and kind of mm. see the talent that comes from this part of the world. Interesting. Now, how did you manage to grow Morpho Music to be a leading music management company today? Uh, a lot of work. Um, <laughs> no, it was, <laughs> yeah. it, it was um, I, I, to be honest with you, a, a lot of it, I mean, I, I came and I really sort of started as a, as, with, as a music producer. Yeah. Uh, but then sort of the, 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 the industry has changed. The music model has changed going yeah. into digital. Streaming became very important. And as being just a producer, really as a, as, as, as a, as a family man, it really wasn't enough financially to just to stabilize. And it's not, as a, a, I would say, a, a, a strong source of income every month, like mm. a monthly salary. So I decided you know what, I think I need to sort of 
look at artists uh, and, and develop my own artists. And mm. with that, you're able to sort of, as a company, uh, generate more than one revenue, which before with me was royalties. Mm. Now I, I'm able to generate revenue through the artists that I sign. And that wow. kind of became the sort of uh, the thing I did. And I think we had a unique way that we, with experience in the West and also experience here, that we would look at artists very differently than most companies in Asia would. Yeah, and that's something I'm actually quite curious to talk a little bit about. How do you think, oh, at least in your perspective, music is different from here as compared to the West? I, I think uh, what I say the West is, a, is what I say a very mature market. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, uh, the pop music has been a, has been a driving force for. 40, 50 years at least. Um, and I feel when you, when you came, when I came to Asia, I still felt this place was a growing market for music. Uh, you know, people were really sort of still um, exploring and trying to find new things and getting excited. And I still think in Asia is the one place where artists are still super iconic and, and mm-hmm. fans will see them as not just music stars, but as icons. I think in the West, it's, it's the, that times have shifted a little bit. Uh, but here in Asia, uh, we still have that magic of when back in the day when I was a kid and you'd look at these amazing stars and you just see them as massive icons. And I think Asia still has that wonder about music, that wonder and that passion about artistry. And uh, I thought I, I need to be a part of that. Fantastic. All right, let's dive in a little bit more about the merger between, you know, the two companies, Movil Music as well as I Am Mad. And the, you guys have recently merged earlier this week, I believe it was Tuesday, to create a new music production and artist management group called Mad Mofo. Now talk to us a little bit more about the significance of this merger. Uh, so the merger is with my partner, uh, Philip Mark Ankertil, uh, mm-hmm. who I've known for 20 years. He, he was a similar journey to me, a music producer. Um, we've known each other, worked together in the UK, in London. Um, and then he moved to Australia, I moved to Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. And he started similarly doing the same thing, looking at artists of who he could sign. And he brought to the, me the attention a girl group called Horizon. They're a Filipino girl group based in, in, in uh, Sydney. And he said, Kelvin, can you help me? And that was about four years ago. Mm. Fast forward four years, and the girls have just recently signed to Sony Epic in LA. Wow. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, they have over 2.7 million followers on TikTok. They have about just under 700,000 followers on IG. And that was something that our team, me, Phil, and our team, as, a, as two companies, were doing. And we decided, this doesn't make sense. Why are we still two companies? Yeah. Um, I think with, what, with, with both our resources, when we come to combine together, we can make something really stronger and actually sign new artists and build and develop more artists like we did with Horizon. I see. And how do you exactly differentiate yourself from other you know, independent music management companies here in Asia as well? Like, What's different about you guys? I think one of the biggest thing is is the fact that we are very internationally minded. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of the artists here will focus generally either locally or regionally, uh, and really, you know, become specialists. They've come, become specialists in their areas, and that's fantastic. But I think for us, with both Minerfield's experience in the West and having done quite a lot in the West, we tend to look at it as like a well, and with the internet, I, I guess the world's your oyster. Mm. Now you can literally share your music with everyone anywhere anytime and i think that's what we we our mindset is that way we want the world to hear our music we're not necessarily uh geographically focused in one particular place the world is our place and right. i think that's how we stand apart is that our mindset is a little bit different from everyone else's here that's a far reach as well it's a it's a glo- it's a good global outlook as well now then talk to us a little bit more about you know what you source for when it comes to music talent in asia because i believe you've worked with asian stars from the likes of of BTS, Jungkook, as well as global icons from the likes of Rihanna, One Direction and PDD as well. So, you know, what would it take or what does it take to be a star? 
I think this is the, one of the best questions that people ask me. And I think for me, one of the biggest issues I think people do now is they'll see something happening, like, for example, K-pop. Mm. It's, a, it's a massive machine now. And they'll say, Kelvin, make us another K-pop. And I say, well, it's already been done and they're doing it amazingly at it. Why would we copy that? Yeah. Let's make something new. So my always advice to, you, to artists is be unique, mm. stand out, be something that not, is not in the market. That way we can make the market. And I think that's the, our mentality also, again, that's changed. We want to make the next trend, the next sound, the next artist, something that's not in, in, in the marketplace. And I think that's where most people, disruptive, I think, is the word, I guess. Yeah. We, don't, we won't follow the trend. We want to create the trend. And I think that's our, one of our key things in, when we look for new artists, to see that those artists have that similar mindset, that they're like, yes, I don't want to be just the next BTS or I don't want to be just the next Rihanna. Mm. I want to be... Uh, me, I want to be my own artist. I want to be. People compare me to 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 say I want to be the next whoever I am, yeah. <laughs> so to speak. I like that. I want to be whoever I am. It's a it's a sense of exclusive activity as well. Now, thanks a lot for that, Kelvin. Now, can you also perhaps you know tell us more about you know the markets in which Mad Morpho is focused on, or you know maybe which part of Asia you're slightly more geared towards? I mean, I would say we are very APAC focused. I don't think geography now and the internet has really made the world much smaller. Yeah. I think we're looking at artists from, I mean, we've got artists here in Hong Kong. We have the girls in Sydney. Um, we have another artist, Kola, which we signed here in Hong Kong, but he's in New York currently. Um, and I think for us, it's, it's really what we want to do is we create that platform for Asian artists where they're looking out, they're going, I, I don't want to be just a star in my, and just at home. I want to be a star in the world. And, and, and we're trying to be that company where they go, I want to be a part of that machine. I want them to help me. Mm. And I think having that company that they can, they can, they can look at and go, how do I get to be a part of that? And I think, that's why I think we're trying to create a community of artists mm. and something that's aspirational as well. I think that's one of the biggest things we want to do as well is create like an aspirational community of creatives mm. who, who, who want to just, and I, I hate to say it, but take over the world. And that's, <laughs> that's kind of the best way to put it. <laughs> well, it's, put it. if you don't aim or dream to take over the world, then where are you really reaching, right? So, I mean... Exactly. Yeah. And talking about, you know, global scale. Let's talk about, you know, how the global music industry veterans are also collaborating with Matt Mofo. And can you maybe share with us how they are helping, you know, with the growth of the company as well? Uh, yes. I mean, I mean, can I speak about maybe two key people? I mean, one of the yeah. first people I speak about is one of our long-term collaborators, uh, Curtis Richardson. Mm. Uh, Curtis is, is a huge songwriter. He, I mean, he's worked with the biggest name J-Lo. I mean, partly why we collaborate is he's, you know, working with Rihanna and things like that. I mean, Curtis is a part of that machine as well. He's also worked in here in, in Asia with Sandy Lam, mm. uh, Joe Lin. He's done, he's, he's worked across the board around the world. And he's been one of those key people for us in terms of helping us develop the sound for an artist. So when we early, when we first sign an artist, he's a, he's a phenomenal songwriter. He'll come in and work with the artist to help them develop their sound, to give it a more international flavor uh, and to think more internationally. Um, so he's been a long-time collaborator with us, the, the, pretty much the whole journey. And, and But more recently, we've been working with Tricky Stewart, with the girls in Horizon. Now, Tricky is one of the biggest music producers of recent times. Mm. I mean, he's done your Beyonce's, you know, Single Ladies, Umbrella yeah. by Rihanna. These are songs produced by Tricky Stewart. He took an interest in the girls from their, from their Instagram profile, wow. contacted us. And flew them out to Atlanta, where he worked with them, made a whole album wow. <laughs> with them, um, and then literally f and helped us facilitate the deal with uh, with uh, Sony Epic. 
and that's how that sort of came about. And so, you know, we, we, other art, there's other people now with Zoli, uh, the girl we signed here in Hong Kong. We now have Brian Kennedy uh, in LA, who's an also a five-time Grammy-winning uh, music producer who's going to be involved in that project with us. Um, but like I said, you know, these guys know that we're, 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 we're working with artists that are Asian-based, and we still want to have Asian identity, but make it more international Asian identity. I think yeah. that's, that's key. Yeah, it's bringing like, the these, voices. These collaborators, yeah. Mm. yeah, these collaborators understand that, and they, re- and they agree with us. I mean, they're really quite excited to work with artists from this part of the world. Mm. Yeah, it's a, it's a new growth as well for them. And thank you so much for sharing with us um, how this is, uh, how at least uh, global music veterans are helping spur the growth of Asia talents as well. Now, talk to us, you know, about a little bit more about Matt Mofo's recent Series A fundraising as well, and what the primary objective of it was is all about. Well, I say primarily. I mean, we're you know we're in, uh, we're small indie as we'd say it now right now, yeah. um, but we're very uh, nimble. We're very active. We have mm-hmm. active roster. We have active income, but we want to grow. We want to we want to be able to represent ten artists, not two or three. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the ability to do that is really infrastructure and the and the to have the finance to build that infrastructure, um, and that would be sort of bringing in staff, um, creating more uh, creative spaces. So one of the key things we like to do is have a creative space that artists can come and just be at home with, make music together and enjoy. And from that usually comes the best music. Um, so for us, really, that's the key thing is, is growth. I mean, we really feel we already have a lot of the uh, uh, experience uh, to do this, but we can't do it on a, on a large scale. And if, if you want to be international and you want to do it on a large scale, I don't think there's anyone that would tell you that money's not a very important factor in, <laughs> in making something like that happen. Yeah. So that's one of our key objectives now. I think we have everything in place. And so now I think we're ready now to grow and, uh, and sort of build that infrastructure. Fantastic. Are you able to share with us what's in the pipeline in terms of how you're planning to use the funds uh, to in specific, uh, specifically to support the next generation of music? Well, I mean, that, that, I think I touched on it earlier. I mean, mm. we are really trying to create that internationally minded indie in Asia. I mean, we want to be that company that when an artist in Singapore, for example, is like, I don't want to just be a big artist in Singapore. I want to yeah. take over the world. Yeah. Who do they go to? I mean, it's, it's very hard. People will say you go to the big record labels, but and, and that, the big record labels aren't going to look at you until you've developed, you have a following, you have mm. a, maybe a small fan base. Well, who helps me do that in, with an international mind? And that's where we step in. And I mm. think there's a big gap for that. Right. And that's what we're looking to be is really that first internationally minded indie uh, with an Asia focus of artists. So our roster will be, it will be primarily an Asian Asian roster. And when I Asia, it's APAC. I mean, it's right across the board. Yeah. Um, so for me, that's really what we're 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 kind of trying to do and just build the team. Uh, I'm, I'm 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 contacted by maybe three to four artists a week. Wow. Just to let you know. Who that's reach out and say, "Hey, yeah. can you can you listen to my demo? Can you listen to this? Can you yeah. listen to that?" And um, there's some fantastic artists I hear, but we just don't have the bandwidth to work with them. Uh, and that's why we now I was like, we need the funding so we can grow, have the infrastructure to then take and look at these artists and grow the roster. Fantastic. Thanks a lot for that. It's very inspiring things that you're doing here at Matt Mofo. Now, here at Money and Me and Money FM, we have to talk a little bit more about finances as well, because that's what our station is all about. So share with us, what's your money philosophy? My money philosophy, uh, my money philosophy was born out of, I said, passion. I mean, my Mm. passion has always actually come first, I'll be honest with you. And making music and being involved in music was always first. But as I mentioned, I'm now now a father. I have two young daughters. uh, uh, And 
finance and you know money is a very important factor. I need to look after their future, I need to build. And so as a result, now I'm looking at more as building a music business, where before I was just the young producer making music, having fun. Now I'm more, uh, I've become more business-minded, and I feel like the, one of the biggest things that we need to do is sort of, what I need to do really right now is growth. Uh, and and, and, and for the way for us to move forward on that is, um, if you do things only for money, this is one of my biggest things. If I did think, when you do things only for money, um, I think sometimes there's a, there's a sense of when you achieve that, well, what next? For me, I do it for passion, and 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 obviously money is an important factor in it. But there, there never is a what next. I always know what next is because of this constant growth. It's the next artist. It's the next exciting project. The next exciting song, and for us to just grow and build and build. And like we've done with Horizon, we signed them with with Sony and Epic in LA, but that's not the end of our journey with them at all. Now, actually, it gets even more exciting. Mm. Uh, and there's more to build upon because we have a very strong partner now with uh, Sony Epic. Wow, it's quite inspiring to hear that from you as, and as a music uh, personnel as well because I, I hear a lot of stories before when it comes to music. Sometimes their passion isn't enough or they fear that they don't have enough, especially when it comes to money to uh, fulfill their dreams in music. So thanks a lot for sharing, sharing with us um, your story, Kelvin. Can you also talk to us about you know what are you noticing in terms of the investments in arts uh, related projects including music and entertainment and perhaps some key trends you're noticing in this uh, region as well um yeah i mean i mean one of the most obvious ones that's been happening over the past few years and really sort of took took flight over covid was music catalogs uh a lot of companies now are buying into huge music catalogs you heard uh, Bruce Springsteen sold his music catalog mm. uh, for large amounts of money. And I think a lot of uh, companies are now looking at music catalog as a long-term investment, especially of these very large legacy artists. Even myself as a music producer, I have a, a large catalog uh, of music that I've written and produced uh, and I have rights to. And uh, these are part of the business model now. So I think a lot of people in investing in anything to do with entertainment should also be looking at catalogs as well. And and, and the companies they're involved in, do they have ownership of those catalogs? Because mm. uh, they're, they're proven to be very valuable. And I think one of the next ones I think will be very important, um, and it's a little bit controversial, is sort of music and AI. Ah, and yes. it's a very, very, it's a very controversial topic, but yeah. I think it's an, it's, it's an inevitable uh, movement. And yeah. I'm... I'm embracing it. I'm looking forward to seeing what we can do with it. We've yeah. already had some exciting things we're doing and experimenting with it. And I think that is going to be a way forward. For, so taking music into AI, virtual artists even, and all that sort of world, yeah. I think that's a very exciting place uh, in, in the entertainment business for uh, investment. Yeah, music and AI. I was just um, listening to uh, this music, Japanese music, uh, sung by Michael Jackson on YouTube the other day. And it's it's quite crazy to see how AI has come so far. So um, maybe can you talk to us a little bit about how you're embracing AI and uh, how, that's, uh, how you're integrating that into you know, building talents here in Asia as well? I'll tell you, I mean, I don't want to give away too many trade secrets oh, of yes. what we do, but, <laughs> I, I, but a, lot of, no, no, a, lot of, a lot of what we're doing with AI is actually experimenting with the ability to sort of how we can actually, um, so it's not just the songwriting and the song making, but it's yeah. also even the, the, the mixing, the, the, the uh, arrangement uh-huh. and the pro- marketing and promotion is also part of that, where AI is actually, I think that's probably the most exciting part of it. Mm. The creation, I think, is always good. It's going to be fun and interesting. Um, I think it will, I don't think it will ever replace the uniqueness of an artist. Yes. But I think where it will be most exciting is where it helps you to using it as a business tool, where you're able to use it to grow your business mm. and, and streamline uh, down to, for example, being able to sort of make uh, a marketing plan with your marketing team 
that you're able to execute alongside AI. And that's where we're looking. It's quite exciting. I think really um, uh, exciting part of where, where AI is with music. Fantastic stuff. Now, before I let you go, Kelvin, share with us your hope for at least the music and entertainment scene here in Asia. And uh, what's the future plans for Mofo as well? I think for me, uh, it's an exciting time. I think... Uh, K-pop, I mean, people love it and people hate it. Uh, I personally think it's fantastic what it's done for Asian music in the world. It's finally, I think, in the world that the world can see uh, an Asian face as a, as a huge icon. And it's one of the first times, I think, in, 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 in a music icon, I should say. Uh, and K-pop has allowed that. And as a result, it's, it's, it's made people turn their heads to Asia. Mm. The West is now looking. The amount of times I'm in America and the UK and people saying, Kelvin, what's happening in Asia? What's next? Who's exciting? They never used to ask me these questions 10 years ago. Mm. So I think for me, what's exciting, I think is, I think Asia definitely is going to be one of the biggest hotspots of new talent uh, in the near future. And that's why we want to be a part of that and be one of the driving forces of that uh, to bring it forward. And that's where for us, Mad Mofo is where we're looking to be. We want to be that leading uh, company in the Asian music scene that are bringing forth just amazing, fantastic talent that you don't, doesn't matter where you're from, you're going to like them. Doesn't matter what language they sing it, you're going to like them. And that's what we're looking to do. Wow, certainly very, very exciting times. And it's been such a fascinating conversation so, uh, so far today. Thank you so much for joining us this morning, Kelvin. No problem. Thank you very much for having me, Dan. All right, I've been speaking with Kelvin Avon, the co-founder of MadMofo, about the merger of the two leading independent music management companies, Mofo Music and iMad, to create MadMofo, and how it aims to develop the next generation of music talent here in Asia. Continue to keep it right here with us on Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A W E D I O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.